0: day, October 15th, 2023. We're thrilled to be here. We're thrilled to have the privilege to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, today may you be glorified in all that we do and say thank you for the beautiful music, the beautiful songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. And Lord, may your people be edified. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, here's what Matthew 7.21 says. We're going to start this message by saying Matthew 7.21, the English Standard Version says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, by the way, there's that two thing again. Martha, Martha. Peter, Peter. Lord, Lord. Whenever you hear things mentioned twice, repeat it. Redundancy. That means it's important. It's there for emphasis. Okay, so if you hear me say, "Coach, coach," you know I'm upset. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, when you but but typically that repeated repeated expression in scripture is a point of emphasis. It means that listen, you got to get this. There's something that's important about to be said. Lord, Lord. It says here, it says here in verse 21 of Matthew 7, Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Let me just explain something else right quick, too. You guys will see this a lot in the Bible. Kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. Kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, right? And, and you, some people will argue that there's a difference between the expressions Kingdom of God, Kingdom of Heaven. Actually, actually, I looked up how many times it's mentioned, depending upon what version. If you're using uh, the King James Version uh, and you see the expression Kingdom of God, actually, I had it written down here somewhere. It's mentioned in the uh, King James Version. in the New. It's mentioned 68 times in 10 different books in the New Testament. Kingdom of Heaven is only mentioned 32 times. And by the way, when you see the expression Kingdom of Heaven, it's only mentioned in the book of Matthew. Kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, they both mean the same thing, and they can be used interchangeably. They just simply mean heaven, right? It means heaven. We want to go to the kingdom of heaven. We want to be a part of the kingdom of God. We want to go to heaven. So that when you see that expression, kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God, it just means being with the Lord, being in heaven. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Amen? So he says, not everyone, but some, some of us will say, Lord, Lord, and sincerely say it, and we will be entered, we will be allowed into heaven. He goes on to say in that same passage, on that day, many will say to me, you all with me? On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? By the way, let me explain that. Prophesy can mean two things. I've explained this before, but I think it's worth hearing again. Prophesy means you can foretell the future, or you can tell forth the the word of God. You can foretell the word, or, or you can tell what's in the future, or you can tell forth what's been in the past and present. So prophesying isn't always foretelling the future. Sometimes prophesy means in Scripture, proclaiming the word of god as opposed to foretelling the word of god okay so there are many people that prophesy but they're not telling the future they're just stating what's already written in the word in the present or the past so that's the word prophecy it sometimes it has a different definition depending on the context all right okay so he says on that day many will say to me lord lord did we not prophesy in your name? So everyone that prophesies, ladies and gentlemen, everyone that preaches, including pastors, aren't necessarily born again. They're not necessarily believers. They're not necessarily Christians. They're not necessarily saved. Just because you say, Lord, Lord, because you know the Christian lingo, you know the vocabulary, you you know all the catchphrases churchiosity church terms just because you know it don't mean that you're born again amen i know a whole lot of football terms but i cannot play for the cleveland browns okay i know a lot i know i know what it means to you know receive the to to, to play through for a quarterback to get the ball under center to be in shotgun have a Uh, open formation, a wide receiver. I know what a tight end is. I know what a safety and a running back is. I understand what a defensive tackle does or what a person that punts does, but guess what? I can't do any of those things, but I know what the terms mean, you see? So you may know the terminology, but that doesn't mean you're a player. And it certainly doesn't mean that you're a professional. You may know church terms, Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, amen, glory to God. You know, you may speak in tongues, you may prophesy, you may be able to even cast out spirits. I'm sure Judas could do all of, well, I won't say I'm sure, but I believe that Judas was exposed to a lot of that stuff, he was with the 12. Nothing in scripture never says that Judas did not participate in the Lord's crusades and mission journeys. Judas was there, we know he was a betrayer, we know he was a bad guy, right? but he was right there possibly participating with Jesus during his entire three-year ministry. The point is, is that just because you have gifts, just because you have talents, doesn't mean that you have God in your life. Just because you're prophesying or preaching or, or casting out spirits or doing other spiritual things doesn't necessarily mean that you've been converted that you're born again, just because you say, Lord, Lord, doesn't make you a Christian. That's, these are not Will's words. Don't be mad at me. No email, no tweets, you know, no anger. I'm just quoting what it says in the gospel of Matthew chapter seven. And it goes on to say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do mighty works in your name? By the way, let me explain something too. This particular expression, can you guys see the screen here? This particular expression here, in your name, this one right here, that it's used three times. The three times doesn't matter. What the expression means matters. When when the Lord talks about in your name, it means that you are doing it with his authority, with his blessings, with his endorsement it is done under his permission. It's done with his consent. Doing something in Jesus' name means that you're doing it with his authority according to his word legitimately. A lot of people do stuff. A lot of people got game, they got talent, they got ability, they have skills, they have quote unquote anointing but if it's not according to God's will, if it's not according to God's word, then it's inappropriate. It's not legitimate. You all following me so far? All right. This is really a good lesson. This is a good teaching lesson. I know this might not be exciting to a lot of you. You're not gonna be jumping up and down and dancing. But you are going to learn, I believe, according to this passage, we're going to learn some very important information that will help us be better believers. Number one, it will help us make sure we are believers. Let's just start there. Let's make sure we're really saved. You know, it, it ain't about placing first. Let's just get across the finish line. Amen? So many people will say, Lord, Lord. We prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We did many mighty works in your name, but we did not have your permission. We weren't doing it legitimately. We weren't, we weren't in we weren't right. We weren't authentic. There are phonies out there. Second Thessalonians says there are lying wonders out there in the world. Have y'all met a lying wonder? That's a person that just about every time they open their mouth, they're lying about something. <laughs> Please don't tell me one of those guys are your buddies or your boys, your dog, your posse. You're not, you don't want to run with people like that. People that lie, stay away from them, right? The Bible says that the devil is a liar and he's the father of lies. He was a liar from the beginning. God says one of the seven things that he hates in Proverbs is a lying tongue. Liars can't be trusted. And so the Lord here is saying that there's a lot of people that will do things in his name. But here's what he says. Here's what he says, ladies and gentlemen. Hang with me one second. He says, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. By the way, let me explain that phrase right quick. I never knew you doesn't mean that I didn't know what you were doing. It doesn't mean I didn't know what you were doing. It means that I was never a part of that. I was never in relationship with you when you were doing that. I never knew you. By the way, the word no, genosis in the Greek, G-N-O-G-I-N-O-S-K-O, there's various versions of uh, genosis, just like there's various wor- versions of no. There's new, there's no. Know, there's known, have known. So we have these different verb tenses. That word genosis in the Greek means that a person can, anything from knowing you superficially, like knowing about you, all the way to knowing you intimately. The Bible says that Abraham knew Sarah and she conceived. So knowing a person when as intimate as husband and wife conceiving, all the way to just knowing a person as an acquaintance. You got it? So when you look at the word know, it expresses more than just a casual acquaintance. In this particular case, it's talking about the Lord has to know us. We have to know him rather intimately. It means a relationship exists. You all with me? Relationship. Not religion. Relationship. How many of you are in a relationship with the Lord? How many of you are just religious? Don't raise your hand. Don't be religious. You don't wanna be religious. You wanna be in a relationship. I want to know the Lord. I wanna know him, Tyrone. I don't wanna just know the church. I don't wanna just know Christianity. I don't wanna just know doctrine or theology. That's dry, that's stale. That's static. I want to know the Lord. I want to be in a dynamic relationship with him. I want to be able to call his name and get an answer. I want to be able to pray in the time of need and get help. Are you all with me? I want to be able to cry out before the Lord and he listens. Yes. I want to be able yes. to say, Lord, help me, help my finances, help my health, help my family, help my friends, help my job, help my church, help my friends, my members. My, I want to be able to ask the Lord to do that, and he does it because we have a relationship. Amen? I don't want to just be praying idle words, right? I don't want to be creating a wish list. I want to have a relationship with the Lord where he listens and he responds. The, the Bible says that the Lord's ears are open to those that, are, that will come to him, that he is looking, he is searching. Just think about this. The Lord is looking around, looking to support those who are his. The Bible actually says in the Old Testament to strongly support those. Who are his. So the Lord is looking. The Lord wants to help us. He wants to strengthen us. He wants to save us. He wants to heal us. He wants to bless us. He wants to elevate us. God is interested in our good. He's interested in moving us up, blessing us, promoting us. That's what he wants to do. Amen. God is not interested. He's not sadistic. He's not trying to punish people for the sake of seeing them squirm. He's not trying to destroy people's lives and wreck their marriages and destroy their homes. God is not trying to blow up your life. He is trying to bless us. He wants to bless us. And if we're obedient to him, he will do just that. Amen? Amen. God is for us. God is for us. And when God is for us, the Bible says he's more than the world against us. With God, all things are possible, it says in Luke. All things are possible, Luke 18. Okay, we're wrapping this up. He says in verse 23 of Matthew 7, and then I will declare unto him, I never knew you. I love the fact that that's past tense. That means that I was never a part of this way back. I wasn't a part of it from the beginning when you were doing it, much less now. He says depart from me you workers of iniquity <laughs> that's right marcus he said i was never in in that i, I was never know. a part of it there was one thing i overlooked here before i give you the money morning moment there's one thing i overlooked guys i want you to look at this and that's the expression in matthew 7 22. it says on that day let me read it not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, What day is that? That's Judgment Day, ladies and gentlemen. Judgment Day. Not the one that we saw in the movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the Terminator. Not that Judgment Day. I'm talking about the Day of the Lord. Is the day according to both the Old Testament and the New Testament that we have our final judgment. That we stand before God as our day of reckoning. It's a day of. It's a Come to Jesus day. It's a day that we stand before Him, and we ex we we. We explain or we 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 come before him to be judged by him and to account for our lives. Now, believers, that's the beautiful thing about this. The, the believers are being judged now. We who walk with the Lord are being judged right now. We're God is evaluating our life and our works now. He will eventually separate the sheep and the goat the goats and the sheep. But right now, he's evaluating our lives. But on that day means the day of the Lord when all stand before God and final judgment, the scripture says. And on that day, he says, many will say, Lord, Lord, making their case. You know what? Let me just say this as I close. You want to be in a position where you don't need to plead your case. That's right. You wanna be in a position where your life, your works, your service, your record, your spiritual resume speaks for itself. Believers, we shouldn't have to be up there at the quote-unquote pearly gate explaining, "Lord, Lord, hey, I'm your boy, don't you remember? Remember back in Cleveland, (laughs) that was me. I was, I was witnessing all those people. Remember, I broke up that fight over in Collinwood. (laughs) Remember, I helped that little lady across the street that was about to get hit by a car in Akron. That was your boy. Show me some love. See, if you're a true believer, look, you ain't gonna have to be up there trying to explain yourself and call up all your little good deeds if you could think of them you ain't gonna have to do that these people are here the fact that they're having to bring this up means that God did not register it he said I never knew you I didn't know about this because I never approved it you see when your life is in the right place when your walk is in the right place, when you're in the right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have to explain yourself and give a laundry list of reasons why you should be in heaven. Your life speaks for itself. Amen? Amen. Let me close with this. In Matthew 25, when the three servants came back after the master had went away and he had left them with five talents, two talents, and one talent. Remember that? Read it in Matthew 25. Great account. I think it starts around verse 21. Here's what happened. The first guy, the master came and he said, Lord, you gave me five talents. And now I have 10. Second dude came up and said, Lord, you gave me two talents. Now I got four. The third guy came up and said, Lord, you gave me one talent. I didn't want to mess up. So I hid it in the earth. I didn't like invest it or do nothing, but hey, I still got that one. You see, he's doing all that explaining. Go back and look at the text. The last guy did all the talking. The first two guys, the Lord did the talking. Guy number one with five talents, guy number two with two talents. Listen to that, everybody. Listen to what the Lord said. The Lord said to these dudes, he said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many. Enter into the kingdom of God. It was the third dude that was saying, but Lord, I knew you were a tough master. I knew you reaped where you didn't sow. I knew you did this. I knew you did that. So All that explaining, Allah, Matthew 7, 21, 22, and 23, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do many great works? You ain't got to be saying all that. Don't talk about it. Do it. That's the moral of this story. It's not about your words. It's about your deeds. Does your deeds match your words? Are we walking the walk as we talk the talk? Does our walk match our talk? That's what James 1.22 says when Pastor Meek founded this church. He set it up on, be not one that speaks only. It's not about words only. It's about words and deeds. He says, if you only just talk, say you're deceiving yourself. Amen? Oh, that's just so beautiful to me. I love that. I love this passage. Lord, help us not to be like this last guy. That's explaining us. So help us not to be up before you trying to cobble together an argument as to why we deserve to be in heaven. Lord, help us not to be in a position where we have to put together a laundry list of what we did and what we didn't do. You want to do it now, ladies and gentlemen. Make, make right now your testimony. Amen. Make what you're doing right now, build your case. Listen, build your case for admission to heaven right now. Build it now. Don't wait until you're dead. Ain't no purgatory. Sorry, I'm not trying to offend my Catholic friends. There's no purgatory. There's no time to get things right. There's no time to mediate or leverage anything. No, this is it. According to all the scripture, especially Luke 18, where the rich man and the Lazarus, we get that account. We have to get it done now. There is no time to get it done after death. Amen? So, Lord, I'm trying to build. We, we should be wanting to build our resume now. Amen? Don't squander this time. Don't squander it. We can be here today and gone tomorrow. We don't know how much time we have left, whether we have war on our shores or not. Like Israel, the fact is we could be taken out of here any day. Andre wrote a song any day. Now we'll be going home. So our goal is to be ready every single day. Right. Amen. So I put a couple questions in your notes about accepting Jesus did, did accepting Jesus in your life cost you anything? Has accepting Jesus in your life changed your life? And I pray that those questions will be sobering. I pray that those questions will be convicting. And I pray that you will seek to get an answer to them. The Monday morning moment is this. The Monday morning moment is, what will God say about me? When I stand before him, will he say either, Well done, Tyrone. Will he say, well done? Or will he say, depart from me? Which one will he say? That's right. Well done. If he has to say more than two words to you, you in trouble. (laughs) You don't want to hear depart from me. If you don't hear well done, it's it's time to run. (laughs) All I want to hear is well done. Right? So guess what? If you want to hear well done, then you need to be hearing well done now. Cause it ain't like you can get it all together just before you die in five minutes or five seconds. No, you need to be hearing well done now, little stuff, daily stuff, forgiving our brother and sister accepting someone's apology saying i'm sorry even when you don't think you offended somebody saying may i help you when you really don't want to help saying can i do this can i give that when you may not have it to give because you were saving it for uh, xbox you need to be able to be in a position now lord i'm making a sacrifice now now, I want to do good works now so that I'm pleasing in your sight. Not that I'm trying to buy my way into heaven. I'm doing good works because you bless me. You've been good to me, so I want to be good to somebody else. Right, Sister Wilma? That's right. I want to be good because God's been good to me. I'm not trying to buy my way into heaven. I can't earn salvation anyway. None of us have enough. We put all our little pennies together. We couldn't buy a ticket to heaven. <laughs> the price is too high. The Lord gave His life. Who can pay for blood? The price is too high. I love when Reg pray. He always says, "And oh, what we just thank you for that great sacrifice." He's exactly right. That sacrifice is non perchable You can't buy it. There's no price. It, it's just it's just can't be bought. So we we just we accept grace, and we accept His gift of eternal life. Amen let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this message. We thank you for this Sunday together. We thank you for this time of fellowship and worship and just fun together, Lord, in your presence. We just thank you, Lord, because we can assemble peacefully. We pray for those nations, Ukraine, and Israel, places that are at war, the Gaza Strip, Palestine. We pray, Lord, for peace. We pray for you to help and bless those countries, those nations at war. Your people, Israel, Lord. Your people, Ukraine. Your people, Russia. All the people in the world belong to you, whether they're of of Jewish or non-Jewish extraction, whether they're believers or unbelievers, We're still yours. We belong to you, Lord. And we're just asking you, Lord, most of all for salvation. Salvation in Israel. Salvation in China. Salvation in Russia. Salvation in Palestine. Salvation in Ukraine. We just ask you, Lord, to bless these countries that are in conflict. In South Africa and Northern Africa, all these places that are at unrest. Iran, Iraq. We ask you, Lord, for peace. We ask you, Lord, mostly for the peace of God that brings salvation. We know that you can save people, and you came to seek and save that which was lost. Please save these battling nations, these atrocities, Lord, terrorism, ruthlessness, Lord, murder, death, destruction, bombs, missiles. We ask you, Lord, for peace. We ask you, Lord, for your peace the peace that the world can't give. This can't happen through negotiations. This can't happen through peace talks. This can't happen through United Nations. This can only happen through you, Lord Jesus. We ask you to intervene and establish your government, establish your will, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you, God bless you. Amen. Amen.